Hi, I'm Lily, and you're listening to How to Win Friends and Influenza, the podcast. Today, let's talk about a slightly different view of the Harry Potter series. I mean, we look at protagonists like Harry Potter and antagonists like Voldemort, and they seem to be marked opposites. You know, one is positive, one is negative, one is good, one is evil. These seem to be the prominent things that set them apart from each other. But what if there was a different way to look at this? What if that's not necessarily the thing that Harry Potter has that defines him from Voldemort? What is it that Harry Potter has that Voldemort doesn't have besides hair and a nose and glasses and friends, besides all of these assets? The thing that Harry Potter has that Voldemort doesn't have, but he used to have, and this is what lets Harry Potter win in a sense, is youth, or more accurately put, potential. Voldemort is old and wizened, even though the skin is stretched tight and he has no hair and no nose and like, you know, in some ways you could say that he has a kind of youth, like a stolen youth come from toxic magical powers. But really, Voldemort is kind of at the end of his lifespan of achievement. You know, that's why he has to resort to these other means because what he has doesn't seem like it's enough. Whereas Harry Potter is just beginning his wizarding magical journey. He's at the start. He has so much potential that has yet to be realized. That is one of the key assets that Harry Potter has a lot of time ahead of him, which Voldemort obviously wants to crush short, but otherwise unintervened, he has a lot of time, a lot of promise, a lot of talent ahead of him. There's so much that he can do. And that's why the series ends at that point, I guess. You don't really see all his struggles through university and subsequent life and domestic squabbles. But he has so much potential, whereas Voldemort has used his life, has done all the things that he can, and now he's just clinging on, trying to stop some kind of successor from overthrowing him. This is a really dark and kind of sad analogy for life because really, philosophically, you get one shot and you have to use that shot as best you can because if you don't, you know, you're going onto like a quadratic function, you know, like a y equals minus x squared type picture where you're going up towards your peak, towards your peak. And at some point you start going down that hill. So you're going up this mountain, up this hill. And at some point, theoretically, you're starting to go down and decline your health and all your potential that kind of gets lost and that gets passed to the next generation. This is a really cynical way to look at it. I mean, a more positive way is maybe to look at a upward monotonic like strictly increasing linear function and that's another way to look at it but just for the purposes of this argument you're going up a hill and at some point you're going to start to come down you know what goes up must come down gravity takes its toll on everyone and everything unless you are as large as a planet and maybe you exert some kind of gravitational force on other bodies but excluding that possibility you're going up and then you're going down so your job is in that time when you are going up to make as best use of it as possible so that you don't have to feel regretful or wasteful at the end of your life, so that you feel amazing that you've done all of these things in the time that you have. And that is the difference between Harry Potter and Voldemort, you know, between Mufasa and Simba or Sky and Simba. One as represented by youth and one represented as by being ancient and seemingly wise, but actually just kind of outdated and old. It's not really about age at all. It's just about the idea that one 
has so much promise and so much potential. That's why we sympathize with them as the seeming underdog, because they seem like they can go so far and the other one is on the way out. So again, it's not really about age. That just seems to be the most common or simple way to represent it. That's why so many shows, not just being for kids, but so many shows are about oddly young people. Like why, why is everybody a teenager in Spider-Man? Why can't they do all this fantastical lab work as adults? You know, why, why does everyone have to make everyone else look bad for achieving so much while they're in high school? But what it's about is a parable of potential versus the end of potential. And I guess humans just really like to have hope in their stories. And that's why we tend to gravitate towards those with potential. That's why we cheer for Harry Potter. Although there's probably some Team Voldemort people out there. Anyway, the other way to look at it is, why does everyone have to fight? Why can't it be Team Voldemort Potter or something? Why, why can't they like, you know, merge and like be friends or something? Whatever, that's a discussion for another time. But in this case, just think about this. What is the role of potential? Are you using your potential? And at the end, when you become old, wizened, cranky Voldemort or Dumbledore, are you going to look back on your younger self and wonder how you spent it and whether you could have done a better job? Unfortunately, at that point, it's going to be too late. And all you can do is get some kind of unethical formula or just try to slay every younger person before they overthrow you. And those aren't very good options. So what you really want to do is use your abilities while you have them. And again, it's not about age. It's about going from beginner status to expert status. And if someone seems to stagnate at the end of their life point, it doesn't seem very cool. So the whole point is to keep growing and that way your potential goes on and is unlimited. So in effect, you can stay Harry Potter forever just by being the eternal learner, being the eternal achiever, going on and progressing. That's what you gotta do to be great. Thanks for listening. See you next time.